0: Music. You know it's time for On the Lighter Side of Baseball with Jamie Uretsky here on Spotify SoundCloud and iTunes. Yes, iTunes, not B-tunes or D-Tunes, but iTunes. We have moved. We have gone over from Overland Park to Leewood, Kansas, in our new studio. And I gotta tell you, uh, moving is not much fun. We hadn't done that in a long time, and I've got a lot of boxes around here. It gives me a chance to reacquaint myself with some of my great memorabilia. How about a Billy Pierce White Sox hat from 1959? Is that cool? I found a program from 1973. The All-Star Game held, yes, at Kauffman Stadium and signed by my former client, Ewing Kaufman, owner of the Kansas City Royals, that was pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. It's just a, a cold day, it feels like football, and speaking of football, on Thursday, this coming Thursday, the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs take the field against the Houston Texans, I guess, the Texas Texans, the Texans, anyway, the team with that big guy, the big defensive guy, the big guy that's famous for... I don't know, TV commercials. I don't know that much about the Texans, and uh, I can't remember their name, but I do know the name of Patrick Mahomes, and, uh, you know, although he could have made it in the major leagues, I think he made the right choice since he signed a contract for, uh, I think, more than the entire state of Kansas has in its bank. Uh, Unbelievable contract. Uh, But he's worth it. He's fun to watch, and he looks like, he's judging from the interviews, he looks like he's in ready... Ready to play shape so uh, Thursday night in front of fans, yes, at the sports complex in Kansas City. You have Arrowhead. It's going to have twenty-two percent occupancy fans. So with a eighty thousand seat capacity, they're going to have about seventeen thousand fans in the stands and across the parking lot at Kauffman Stadium or the K, where the Royals. Well, they say they play. I wouldn't call it baseball, but uh, next year they'll be better, maybe. No fans, and the goofy thing about—and I'm not going to get on too much onto it because you know Roger Goodell doesn't really have much to do with baseball. But you know, how in the world can the league have fans in three cities at the games? And I mean, don't you think the Texans would feel like it's a little bit of an unfair advantage, or whoever's playing? The Dallas Cowboys, they get, the Cowboys get fans, the Chiefs get fans, uh, and one other team gets fans, but not the, uh, not anybody else in the NFL. Kind of funny, it seems like the commissioner ought to make it uniform, but hey, uh, we're talking about baseball, the lighter side of baseball. I did finally hear something that I think is kind of light, although, you know, it really doesn't affect the teams that I... Totally like, although I do like the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And so, it, event is uh, significant because it's with one of those players, and that player is Mike Trout. Mike Trout's destined for the Hall of Fame, could be the greatest player since Mickey Mantle. And the funny thing about that was he just passed in home runs. Another angel by the name of Simone, Chico Simone, I think. So Trout passed Salmon on the all-time home run list for the California Angels franchise. How funny is that? Let's go fishing, scale that wall. Anyway, a couple sad notes. The first sad note is the passing of one of the greatest pitchers in the history of baseball. None other than Tom Seaver. Not only was Seaver a great pitcher, but he was also a great broadcaster, a great ambassador of the game, and a great vintner, made a great wine, GTS. We have talked about Seaver's wine on this show repeatedly because our good friend of the show, the late, great Dave Nelson, was good friends with Seaver um, on Facebook. George Brett, greatest player to ever play in Kansas City, uh, toasted uh, Tom with the consumption of a bottle of GTS, Tom's wine. My good friend Craig Murphy out there. Murph, how are you doing? He's in Pawtucket, guy that knew Nellie a long time before I did, a guy that discovered that Nellie's first hit in the major leagues. Was this a lefty? I mean, Murph, man, he's kind of an understated collector, and... You know, he sent me a a picture, a signed picture of Hack Wilson, which is one of my prized possessions. And he's got Nelly stuff coming out the wazoo. But he had a picture of a bottle signed by Tom Seaver, the original um, harvest for Seaver's wine, way back when. It's pretty cool, Murph. Um, Unfortunately, when a bunch of my family was sitting around the fire pit in back of my old house that I just moved away from, Boo-hoo. Uh, we were drinking a lot of wine, including a couple bottles of GTS. And uh, my autograph bottle from Tom Seaver somewhere got thrown away. Anyway, that's Murph takes beautiful pictures. He puts stuff in vaults. I got stuff just hanging everywhere. Everywhere. Look, and there's a Babe Ruth ball. There's a football signed by Gail Sears. Boxing glove signed by Muhammad Ali. It's all over the place. Now it's a new office. I'm going to have to set it up. And uh, we'll go from there, but it'll be fun. Anyway, uh, sympathies to Seaver's family. Uh, You know, he had a tough last few years, and um, there's just no easy way to say it. A couple good memories that we've talked about on the show. We've talked about my company that I had with David Earl Nelson, called Pro Sports Inc., where we signed 10 or 15 really, really great major leaguers, and 10 or 15 really great major leaguers fired us before they got to the big leagues. Uh, Ron Karkavice, thanks for firing me. Kenny Williams, the president of the White Sox, thanks for casting me off to the side of the road. Johnny Cangelosi, who at least talked to me a few times after he fired me great player for the Pittsburgh Pirates and other teams. I love Candyman, he's really good. Bobby Thigpen, who went on to have the all-time saves for the White Sox, dumped me, but at least his dad ended up representing him. I can go for that. But my most only, well, one of my only, and he would have been loyal for the long, long career, but he got hurt, had a short career. But in that short period of time, Al Jones, officially Al-Fornia Jones, was the fella that saved the first three victories for Tom Seaver in the American League. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. He was my client, and uh, unfortunately, I didn't make any money off of him. I'm not sure I made any money <laughs> off of off of anybody. It's a tough business. I mean, you got a long way to, you know, if I had been able to stick with it, maybe, but... Um, Boy, you know, you have a couple jobs. One of which is representing these athletes and guys like uh, uh, oh, whoever. There were a lot of good agents that would gladly pluck your guys off the uh, off the tree, the low hanging fruit that I had. But uh, you know, from Scott Boras to uh, uh, all sorts of guys, they would uh, they they would steal your guys. And finally, the MLBPA. Tried to make some rules that you couldn't steal a client in the middle of the, in the middle of the season. There was a, a limited period of time where you could do that. And hey, I'm a big guy, but uh, I miss. I diverted into an area that probably isn't that exciting. But uh, the thing I wanted to talk about was Al Jones saving Tom Seaver's first three American League wins. Seaver, great guy, another great, great Hall of Famer. Uh, a great former Chicago Cub, Lou Brock, passed away. Um, I believe he was 81. Seaver so was 75. Lou uh, had problems with diabetes. I believe he had a leg amputated. And uh, very unfortunate way to uh, spend the last couple of years of, of his life. But Lou, as I'm sure every one of you knows, was... Involved in the worst trade in the history of baseball trades, the Chicago Cubs traded Lou Brock, a Hall of Famer, a base stealer, a gentleman who won three World Series with the St. Louis Cardinals for Ernie Brolio. Ernie Brolio. Whew. That's bad. Now... Another trade that was close to that, and uh, it's kind of fun to look at bad trades. They happen all the time. Uh, but uh, the one that sticks in my mind right after the Ernie Brollier for Lou Brock was none other than Milt Pappas for Frank Robinson. Oh, my God. I mean, that at least Pappas, you know, had a pretty good career, uh, pitched a no-hitter. You know, he's famous for His uh, perfect game that the umpire screwed him out of when he was with the Chicago Cubs. And, uh, you know, things like that. But this is our first podcast from the new digs, and seems to be working pretty good. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, check the equipment, and when we come back, We're going to talk a little bit about where we are. I think last time I said we'd look at some of the pitching for the playoffs. I think we want to look at what teams are looking like they're going to be in the playoffs. Um, Before we go to break, I'm going to talk about a couple teams. The uh, Padres had a tough break yesterday with Hosmer breaking a finger and probably being out for the rest of the year. Uh, Verlander has not come back to the Astros as I predicted although he's starting to throw off the mound and injuries are mounting up Uh, interestingly the COVID-19 crisis that seemed to follow baseball around at the beginning of this little 60 game experiment has pretty much taken a back seat to uh, good health and good health practices so I think finally after um, the Clevenger And the um, act situation in Cleveland uh, reared its ugly head. Everybody started to get more serious about everything. And uh, the Cubs have yet to have anybody test positive for COVID-19. And everybody's doing a good job. And uh, we're down to the last three weeks of the regular season. It ends on Sunday, the 27th of September, I believe. And then there's eight teams in the American League, eight teams in the National League. They kind of—it's. I think I'm. I'm warming to this. They will have uh, the first round. Every everybody plays. All eight teams in each league play in the wild card elimination series. So it's seeded. So, for example, the Dodgers would play the Marlins, and so on and so forth. If the season ended today, and um, you know, I think it's going to be kind of a cool. Cool deal. So then you get two out of three at the no travel, and then they go to the uh, back to the standard format with the three uh, best of five series for the division and then the ALCS and the NLCS and then the World Series. So uh, it's pretty cool. I think it's going to work out good. And, uh, you know, before we go to break, let's talk about the Cubs are the worst hitting team in baseball. They can't get clutch hits. They can't get regular hits. They strike out. They're the worst team in uh, contact and balls in contact, balls in play through contact. Um, And they still stick with this hitting coach. I mean, they lost three out of five at home to the Cardinals. And they just cannot hit. They went on a streak where for 28 times in a row with a man on base, they didn't get a hit. Not, you know, We're not talking about runners in scoring position. We're talking about they didn't get a hit with a guy on base. And finally, uh, finally they did uh, knock in a run with a guy on base when Kipnis hit a two-run homer, which didn't hold up. Uh, the Cubs pitching, man. Lester's having a tough time. Uh, Hendricks had been having a tough time until he threw eight beautiful innings against the uh, Cardinals. Uh, Kimbrell, it's sad. I mean, they brought him in and he gave away a game and games are at a premium. They're only 60. I had predicted 40 and 20. Mm, I don't know, man. We're going to look at that. We're going to look at the standings when we come back and we're going to have a little fun with that. Uh, The lighter side of baseball, try to be late. I, for one, I'm looking forward now. I have maybe done a flip. I'm looking forward to the uh, playoff format. I hope it kind of sticks. I like the, uh, man, you know, you could win. uh, You could have the number one seed and and lose. I mean, it's a weird game. Uh, You get all three games at home. I don't think they're going to do the funky reversal. The funky reversal. It's not a dance. The funky reversal is a stupid thing where they play a doubleheader and... Sometimes one team's home team, and sometimes then they flip over them. So the Cardinals are the home team at the Cubs' place, depending on where they rescheduled the game from. It's uh, it's ridiculous. The runner at second base is ridiculous, although some people still like it. The seven-inning, I think they ought to make every game seven innings. I don't know why they didn't do that because of the uh, wear and tear on these pitchers. But, uh Let's take a break. Let's come back. Let's look at who's doing good. Who's a surprise? The Padres are clearly a surprise. The Marlins are a surprise. The Yankees right now are playing themselves out of the playoffs. Wouldn't that be amazingly funny? That'd be awesome if the Yankees weren't in. Uh, Speaking of the Yankees, if you do have the chance to listen to MLB Network uh, in the car, on the radio, uh, you know, their announcer is the famous guy, The Yankees win that guy. But they have a great commentator on that broadcast, Susan. I don't know Susan's last name, but uh, it's an interesting mix. And uh, so that's kind of cool. Our comments, you know, we like to talk a little bit about broadcasting. Uh, Everybody's down on A-Rod, but uh, again, I kind of like him. He tells it like it is. He was talking about the Cubs just being anemic. Uh, Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Schwarber, Jeez, Menise, they can't hit. They got Anthony Iapozolozo, or whatever his name is, their hitting coach. And I don't know, man. It's a Helen Keller approach to hitting. They can't see it, they can't hit it. They, they're doing the Theo uppercut because he wants that high swing so you can hit home runs. They either hit a home run or strike out. And speaking of home runs, If somebody, again, these are some common topics. If anybody thinks that ball ain't juiced, then I've got a Mickey Mantle card that's in perfect condition from 1952. I'll sell you for a half a million dollars. The ball's juiced. It's flying out here at an alarming rate if you happen to hit it. And so tonight, the Cubs take on Cincinnati. They're done with the Cardinals. If the season ended today, they'd play the Cardinals in the playoff. How would that be? Two out of three at Wrigley? Mm, Batting down the hatches, baby Batting down the hatches I don't know So Contreras is starting to hit Bryant's starting to hit a little bit Riz every now and then Schwarber, man, he's gone dormant The surprise of the year I gotta tell you, Ian Happ Oh my god, leading the league in OPS OPS is a saber metric That I don't really buy But I mean, he's hitting the ball pretty good He's got a weird funky swing but he's hitting the ball. He's a weird dude. I mean, I don't know him. He's a weird dude. He's not your prototypical leadoff guy. They just signed uh, Billy Hamilton, the designated runner. That's going to be interesting. Maybe They've picked up. They realize that their farm system just sucks. <laughs> because finally, you know, they, they every year they can't develop anybody. And so now they're picking up people. And speaking of picking up people... My one of my favorite guys is back with the Cubs. I don't think he's on the uh, what is it now? The roster goes back up, I think, to thirty soon. I should know that. Maybe it's twenty-eight. Anyway, Pedro Strope. Hey, hey, Pe- that's great. God, I'm so excited about that. He may not be able to pitch, but I I like the character. I like the I like the chemistry. I don't care. You know, Kimbrel's got bad chemistry. The dude needs a new look. And you know, I shaved his beard, so, hey, there's a new look. He's got to stop that cocked arm look. Now, he's, he's, I know everybody that listens to this has watched Kimbrel repeatedly. He is currently the active player with the most saves in baseball. But those saves happened two years ago. Now, I don't know... You know, he, he's got to get that right arm angle cock thing done. He's just got to put your arm down. I think it would help. Anything would help. He'll go for, he's too, he's got no control. I think that's the problem. Oh, my God. I don't know when the last time he pitched. I'll check that out. We'll talk about that. It's good to harass Kimbrel, but, um, you know, Cubs are, they, you know, it's <laughs> a typical Cub fan which i got to admit I am. Whenever they win, I'm back on the bandwagon. When they lose, I'm so off the bandwagon. And when they lose to the Cardinals in a doubleheader, get swept at Wrigley, you can't have that happen. Now, in addition to Ian Happ turning it around, the Cy Young candidate, you friggin' Darvish, is on fire. Fuego. So now if Lester would get his act together... Because chat was hurt every time you turn around. Uh, poor Quinton, after he cut his finger in the kitchen, now he's got a lat strain. He could be on the shelf. Alec Mill throws, you know, I throw harder than Alec Mills. And um, Azaleh looks baffled. He'd gotten out of a jam the other day and uh, Bodie or Horner or Little Jack, Corner sat in the corner trying to throw the ball. Bodie and Horner. I mean, Bodie's okay. I don't know. God, it's tough, though. Where do you put these guys with no minor league? Anyway, um, Azalea had gotten out of it. Horner turned a easy double play into an error, but no error because it was a fielder's choice. Out at second, safe at first, run scored, and uh, Cardinals went on to, to victory that game of the doubleheader. Typical Cub fan. I'm moaning and groaning about the Cubs. I'm excited about the Giants yes yes too that is spectacular I love the pods I'm excited about the national League the American League man I don't know it ain't exciting uh, the national League is way more exciting this year no all-star game I guess uh, that's different and hopefully a vaccine hopefully we get spring training in hopefully we have 2021 hopefully there's labor peace hopefully. Uh, The MLBPA, we'll get together with Mighty Manfred the Wonder Dog and get something worked out. Let's take a break. I promised you a break a while ago, and I'm up for that. So we'll be right back with on the lighter side of baseball soon, and when we come back, we'll look at the standings, okay? We'll have a little bit of fun. It's baseball time. We're going to try to get a couple guys back on the show. Now, uh, Wathan said he would do it. I just, having moved, it's been kind of a logistical nightmare. But my two mainstays during the coronavirus broadcast, uh, Craig Kishan is uh, off to the races with the Milwaukee Bucks. And Dwayne Stats, I'm telling you what, he has the best voice other than Euchre of anybody broadcasting right now. It's distinct, it's clear, it's crisp, and it's great. And uh, he really is in mid-season form, and I love listening to him and Brian Anderson. And, uh, and I love listening to Bob Eucher, And uh, Craig's doing some Brewers games, but I haven't talked to him for a while. I've got to call him, see if I can't get 10 minutes of his time to get back on the podcast circuit. And uh, that's it. So we really are going to take a break this time, and we'll be right back. On Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, my Facebook page, and uh, that's it. So we'll stick around. We'll be back in two minutes. And we are back on the lighter side of baseball, and it is a lighter side of baseball because we are down to the final three weeks of the season. The Cubs have played forty-two games. They have eighteen to go. If they finish ten and eight, I think they'll they'll win a ten and eight. Would get them thirty-four and thirty. They would uh, win 34 games, and uh, they would lose 26, a little different. But, uh, you know, uh, my my 40 and 20 ain't going to happen. They'd have to win 16 out of 18. So for all you people that thought I had underestimated the strength of the Cubs after their start, eh, wrong. Uh, I'm pretty clear on this. So let me see. First of all, let's look at the National League, because... Uh, I want to see uh, if the season ended today. Here is the order, starting with the worst team, the number eight seed. So let me explain the seeding to you just briefly, okay? The division winners, regardless of their record, are seated one, two, and three. Actually, it isn't, regardless of the record. The division winner with the best record is number one, second best two, three. Then the second place guys are... Four, five, and six, and the team the that are the wild cards quote unquote uh, the play-in teams are uh, seven and eight. So theoretically, um, the seven seed could win, uh, the eight seed could win, and then win the division series and and go to the uh, NLCS, and you'd have uh, teams that weren't. First or second in their division its pretty funny So number 8 would be the biggest surprise in baseball I mean These guys were one of my bottom teams The bottom feeders The Florida Marlins Unbelievable There's 18 and 18 And with the shot If the season ended today That 500 team Which is a joke Would be in the uh, playoff Shotgun Another 500 team, another surprise, man! Oh man, Gabe Kapler, what's the deal? The Giants, 21 and 21. The Cardinals would be the six seed. The Phillies, the five seed. The Padres, the four. The Cubs, three. The Braves, two, and the Dodgers, one. So that's pretty cool in the uh, scope of things. The um, Pirates have no chance. They're 13 and 26. They're as bad as the Royals. The D-backs, surprisingly pathetic. The Nationals are out of it. They're 15 and 25. Even with a heroic comeback, I don't see them catching uh, the Marlins. They are ch- 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 way back in the lost column. Uh, looking out, the team that I predicted would be really good were the Reds. They have a chance to beat the Cubs three in a row today and tomorrow and Wednesday. No, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I think the Cubs win one or two of those games. Starfish is pitching, I think. The Mets have been surprisingly not so good. The Brewers have been surprised. You know, I love the Brewers and I love I mean, I love to hate the Brewers, I guess. Um, Man, oh man. They just have (laughs) they have a, a, a General manager that doesn't know what he's doing, and a concept with the manager that doesn't work over time. That's it. We'll talk to Craig about that when we can. He can defend. Uh, he can defend all of that, uh, and I know he will because he wants to keep his job. But uh, they have traded away or given away or didn't sign some really good pitchers. I mean, Jeremy Jeffress. How can you let that guy go? I know you got hater and Suter in the bullpen. But, I mean, at least sign and trade the guy. He's got value. And, you know, Zach Davies, doing pretty good for the Pods. Pretty good for the Pods. Like that guy. Uh, The Phillies. Harper's having a great year. The the doghouse is big. Machado made a beautiful play. You know, I can only keep these guys in the doghouse a year. I got to tell you. I'm not a Harper fan, but he's, he's playing good. Machado's just playing. Machado and Tatis on the... Left side of that infield, man, okay, let's look at the American League, ho-hum, the Rangers and the Royals are just pathetic, the Red Sox are surprisingly wounded from not having their manager, does anybody even remember why the, uh, the Red Sox got their manager pulled? Uh, you know, cheating champs The Astros doesn't seem to affect them It's just like, let's go on to the next one hmm. Give Dusty Baker credit Dusty's got the Stro's playing pretty good They'd be in the playoffs pretty good uh, They'd be uh, up there for the wild card right now But the Red Sox, pathetic, Madden And I thought would do more with the Angels Huh? They're imitating the Cubs, not as good Tigers, they're on the, they're going to move up next year. They've got some good kids coming in. Mariners are starting to hit the ball, one-six in a row. Uh, the Orioles have uh, a little bit better. So in this short season of 60 games, the dogs aren't quite as doggy as they would be in 162. And let me define the dogs, the Royals, the Rangers, the Orioles, and the Tigers in the American League. So let's look at the seeds in the American League. Uh, For you American League fans out there, if the playoffs started right now, the last seed, the last wild card, would be the New York Yankees. And they could lose the rest of their games and still be in the playoffs. They're 21 and 20, so they played 41. They have 19 to go. The team closest to them are the Orioles, 19 and 21. So you can kiss that one goodbye. They're not, I don't think, going to get taken back by, by the uh, Orioles. Right now, the Twins are next at seven. The Astros, uh, and, and a lot of this is goofy because some of these teams have been COVIDed out of uh, playing a lot of games, but the Twins are 26 and 17, but they're in the wrong division with the Indians and the White Sox. And the Astros are 21 and 20, but they're the second place team in the pathetic West. The Blue Jays are hot, man. They're in second place in the East. The White Sox are rocking. They got the best hitting in baseball. The A's, Indians, and Rays comprise 3-2-1, and it's because of the pitching. I mean, it's totally because of the pitching. So the uh, um, pitching for the um, for the these guys is phenomenal and when you get into a when you get into a 3-game Uh, go around, the um, Oakland A's have some pretty doggone good uh, pitchers in their uh, arsenal, and um, I've never heard of any of them, but they seem to, every year, Billy Bean gets these boys playing hard baseball. So the number one starter for the A's is Mike Fires. Interesting. Fires is the guy that ratted out the uh, uh, Astros. So he's famous. Not only is he having a great year, but he's famous. Sean Manea and Frankie Montas are the three guys that you're going to face if you are looking at uh, playing Oakland, and uh, that's pretty good. I mean, they are on fire. And then the next place team in, in that league, let's look at if you had to play the... Uh, the um, Indians, you are going to have your uh, work cut out for you. Their, uh, their pitching is tough. I mean, in a three-game series, you ain't going to want to face these guys too much. But the uh, Indians' top three are as follows. The Indians have probably the best pitcher of the side of you Darvish and Shane Beaver. Shane Bieber. Carlos Carrasco, and Aaron Savale round out their three. So that's that. Let's take a quick look at some of the league leaders. That's always interesting. I'll bring you up to date because a lot of you may not be paying a lot of attention. I'm not. Uh, Turner with the Nationals is leading the major leagues with a 362 batting average, followed by Tim Anderson with the White Sox. Uh, Comforto with the Mets. Solana with the Giants is on fire, man. He's having a great breakout year, and he's a guy that I've never heard of. Corey Seager, great year. Nelson Cruz, Hall of Fame career going on. Blackman's cooled off to 327. And Goldie is in there. A guy named Smith with the Mets I've never heard of. Alberta with the Royals, I've never heard of. Freddie Freeman, Bats Abreu. And on and on and on we go as we get near... Uh, the 300 line, Ian Happ in 3.04, amazingly well. Let's look at home runs. Uh, remember, we figured we could multiply by 3 or 3.2. Tatis says 15 home runs. That would be about 48 in uh, the regular season. Pretty good. Mike Trout, not to be confused with Chico Simone. 15 homers. Hernandez with the Blue Jays, never heard of him. Voight with the Yankees, I've sort of heard of him. Abreu. Betts, Cruz, Azuna. Now, for one of the most critical stats in my repertoire, uh, Tatis, he's having an MVP year, 43 runs scored. Swanson's the next closest at 37, Trout at 35, Tim Anderson at 34. You can see these guys are pretty good when they do that. OBP, let's look at OPS. Leading still, Ian Happ. Close second, Mike Trout, Tatis, Cruz, Turner, Ozuna, Smith, Betts, Freeman, and Winker. Winker's having a great year with the Reds. Uh, Hits. Turner, Comferto, Abreu, Tatis, Blackman, Machado. You can see the trend there. The guys having a great year, Turner, Comferto, Abreu, Tatis, Blackman, Machado. Nothing different. It's fun to see some of these big names that are back. In this short deal, let's look at pitching briefly. Briefly, with wins, Bieber and Darvish are tied with seven. Zach Davies, <laughs> let's talk about Zach. I love it. Oh my God, talk about a couple stupid moves. They got no pitching. The Brewers, bad, bad. And the pitching they got, their arms are dead. Come on, Craig, you should be ashamed of yourself. Get a different format. It worked once. Freed is not fried with the uh, six, tied with Davies and Keikel. and then uh, Dylan Cease is having a good year. Ex Cub, that's pretty good. Let's look at who's leading in the WHIP. My is having a great year. Zero point seven two WHIP. Beaver, Bauer, Gonzalez, Degrom, Darvish, Lamet with the Padres, Wainwright, ugh, Davies, woohoo, Dylan Bundy, man. Got right out of the Orioles Nola, Granky. Granky's having a great year, it's fun Some of these stats are kind of cool And they got three weeks to race to the finish line Starting tonight, Tuesday The post-Labor Day, race to the Roses To get in the playoffs It's going to be exciting It is going to be exciting Saves, boy, could the Cubs Could the Cubs sure use somebody That can save a game Oh my goodness gracious They just can't do it Um we gotta find that stat real quick. Save, save, saves. Pitching, pitching, pitching. Hendricks has given up the least number of hits. Pretty cool. And or uh, the most hits? Nah. Can that be? Can I not read? Wow. It would seem like it would be the inverse. Yeah. Boy, fire the host. That's terrible. Earned run average. How are we doing there at Lyles? Giving up 32 uh, earned runs, that's not a good sign. Uh, Game started, Bieber. Game's lost, Weaver. Oh, my God, how's that guy still got a job? He still has a job. He's still playing. Saves. Handy. No, Bill and somebody hand with the Indians, 12. Hendricks, Jensen, Gloom, Hader. Does anybody on the Cubs have a save? Cubs? Going once, going twice. Wick, four saves. Cubs leader, four saves. They haven't won that many games. But, oh, man, stats, you know, in a shortened season like this, they're just fun to look at. Um, Are they spectacular? Uh, I don't know. Let's see who the uh, Cubbies have on their active roster right now because I want to look at some of the new guys that have been Added to their um, Their active roster So the pitching staff The three big wigs will be Hendrick, Starvish, and Lester As we said before uh, Kimbrell, <laughs> Jeffress is great Kyle Ryan, I don't know about Winkler is having an okay year Tabera, Wick Underwood, they need Stroke back uh, They've got the same guys catching Contreras and Caratini Rizzo, Caratini, Bryant at first base, second base, Kipnis, Horner, Bodie, and uh, a new guy named uh, Alderano Vargas. i sure I'm not pronouncing that right. Uh, third base, they've added uh, Vargas in that position on the depth chart. And uh, in the outfield, they have who uh, who is a good addition. And uh, I believe that they have added uh, Billy Hamilton, and a couple other guys So uh, they're in need of some pitching help They're in need of some offense They're in need of a spark And hopefully uh, when they take on the Cincinnati Reds today uh, They can get going let's, uh, let's take a look and see who is uh, going to be pitching tonight It's going to be a good matchup with uh, Maley one and one with a 3.9 ERA versus Mills, who can't throw the ball any harder than me. We talked about that. He's three and three with a 5.5 ERA. Does a Hendricks imitation not quite as good as Hendricks? Uh, that game will start at Wrigley uh, Field tonight at 7:15. Tomorrow night, 7:15 game is a good one. That's the premier game of the uh, of the series. Trevor Bauer versus Hugh Darvish. That's going to be good. Let's see what happens in that one. That's one to watch. Make a note of that. And then on uh, Thursday, the finale, uh, boy, don't like that matchup. Sonny Gray versus Azoulay. Gray and Azoulay. That's going to be interesting. Um, So, there you have it. It is... uh, What would normally be the end of the dog days and the expansion of the rosters, but that's not happening anymore. Thank goodness That 40-man roster was something I was opposed to from the get-go. They've eliminated it. That's good Um, The fans the only fans that I've seen out near Wrigley are in the uh, bleachers across the street That'd be kind of fun. I might have to look at the cup schedule see if I can get to one of those games uh, pay 500 bucks, go sit out there, eat a few hot dogs, drink a few beers, watch the game with a telescope. So, that's it. Maybe a pair of binoculars and uh, a pennant. Wave the pennant. Maybe you can get on TV, do the wave. Looks like 20% occupancy. there would be another six people out there with you. So anyway, for Jamie Retsky on the lighter side of baseball, you've been great to listen. We're going to be back in a couple days. Hopefully, we'll have uh, some live entertainment for you, and until then... Be good, hit them straight, stay healthy, and go Cubs.